1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the curtain comes down on another Premiership season Celtic get their hands on the trophy After an emphatic win against Aberdeen Rangers have been finished with this league campaign for quite some time But sign off with a win Nevertheless, Dundee United go down But give Jim Goodwin the job And Ross County will play Partick Thistle in the playoffs I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna Well the 38 game league season is over Gordon But Glasgow still has unfinished business with the Highlands Celtic to take on Inverness Cali Thistle in the Scottish Cup final on Saturday And as you say Partick Thistle against Ross County Home and away Thursday and Sunday To see who gets the last space in the Premiership next time it really was a brilliant weekend to finish a 38 game campaign Celtic start off in style and celebration mode With a performance that we're much used to over the season And then a great Edinburgh derby that finished in drama Then over to yesterday where something was determined in the outcome And Ross County have been the only lucky ones Kilmarnock getting the job done It's been a fantastic season, great way to finish 01419511025 Come on then, let's look back on it all Let's all take a trip down memory lane Think back to the high points, the low points The dramas, the twists and turns and controversy It is all there Another Premiership season over In the blink of an eye Certainly the way it feels to me, Roger Hanna I don't know if that's just a a personal thing It doesn't feel like That long ago That Celtic unfurled That league winning flag From last season They've gone and got Their hands on the trophy well, again Well they started With a Celtic part one Against Aberdeen Stephen Welsh and Jota uh, It does seem to me A while back Gordon To be honest But um, Listen They finished On a high Two goals for Kyogo Two goals for O A goal Carl Stalfeld's header In between They managed to eclipse The goal scoring record Set by the Lisbon Lions And of course Hans Postecoglou and Kyogo Furuhashi honoured by the Scottish Football Writers Association last night as manager and player of the year. Yeah, they were indeed. So come on, 01419511025. This really is the same question to fans of every single team. It does not matter which team you support, how would you sum up your season? It would be nice to get round as many different clubs as possible. How would you sum up your season It is that simple Of course we can look back Specifically on the weekend's Talking points within that Celtic fans How pleased were you With the return to winning ways And the return to An emphatic level Of performance Rangers fans Was there anything left To learn Over the weekend Or is it all about the future Dundee United fans We knew it was coming But it's confirmed How does relegation feel Is it the right decision To give Jim Goodwin the job On a permanent basis and give him your support ahead of next season Partick Thistle County in the playoffs It is all there So to fans of every single team How would you sum up your season? That is it It is a simple question for you tonight We've even asked it on Twitter I must admit Which is not often the best forum To dip your toe with this type of thing Because the, the tweet we've got over at Clyde SSB says Sum up your team season in one word yeah, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I know which word they I mean, some have gone for like 60 words anyway, just because that's what we do, and others have chosen some interesting words and all the rest of it. So, if you're creative enough, you can come on here and pick your one word answer as well on the phones. I'm pretty sure I'll ask you to elaborate, or it'll be a very uh, short show. 
Um, so come on Whoever you support Sum up your season How do you look back on it all And the weekend's talking points as well 01419511025 Don't let these opportunities pass you by Because soon we'll be in the middle of the summer And we'll be desperate for football to come back around So uh, let's get stuck into it all together One last week uh, Before things wind down a little bit Go on then Put everyone in the mood Roger Your result of the weekend Result of the weekend has to be Kilmarnock's win against Ross County yesterday When the heat was on When he needed to turn up and produce a result Kilmarnock did it um, Back for the first season in the top flight And Derek McInnes has probably done the job he expected to do He's kept them up And now it's a case of kicking on Can't argue with that too much again Kilmarnock fans, sum up your season Mark, result of the weekend I'm probably going to go for the one that mattered the most I was going to go for Celtic because it was emphatic And it was a great performance And they finished it in style But I'm going to go for Hearts They needed a point to go over the line European football They were down to 10 men And they had to dig in So a, a point was enough for them and they got it in the end A home draw as a result of the weekend Things you never thought you would hear But it is that stage of the season Goal of the weekend You'll be delighted Gordon I'm going for Blair Spittle Oh that was good Motherwell. I was there Griffin. you know Yeah managed to, round, managed to round off the season Just actually going to the football nice. With no work yeah. and nothing else to distract you Just sitting in the sunshine You sun have to strip on well, it was the Claret, Claret and Amber Day yesterday so What does that mean to, you have to wear that? Well uh, yeah it's ah. self-explanatory Alright oh, okay but Anyway Sorry Roger As nice, you were saying Nice build up Smash and finish And considering he was sending one of his old teams down I thought it was nice that Blair Spittle would still celebrate it Because I don't <laughs> like this nonsense You don't celebrate against your old teams was Believe great, me, if Mark Wilson scored against Breakin He'd celebrate Was a great finish <laughs> What are you, full gear off. What, <laughs> Whoa, there's a thought uh, Goal of the weekend uh, You know what, there was a lot to like about Kyogo's first goal mm. I thought uh, at Celtic If you see Celtic, the way they play How that goal was designed from start to finish and then Greg Taylor just stepping into that hole on the turn Kyogo's movement that he's well known for so hard to pick up but it's then his composure to check back sending two Aberdeen defenders sprawling across the box and then the finish brilliant goal yeah good goal Howler of the Weekend Howler of the Weekend I think in recent weeks we've gone for the likes of Graham Shinney at Aberdeen and Awura Edwards up at Ross County for seemingly picking up red cards in back to back games so Alec Cochran of Hearts I think is two red cards in three games and he is indebted to Xander Clark and some of his teammates for getting them over the line and what Mark gave us his result of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to say both managers at Tynecastle for Howler of the weekend. Now I know we all love to see a big Rami but... I was going to uh, say, I thought they would be main men of the weekend for giving <laughs> us that bit of drama. So I, I, listen, it's great for us to watch but when you see the, uh, what came of it and how many people were involved And you saw female staff members involved in it Those two managers Should be big enough to To shake each other's hands and walk away with it Creating such drama and controversy and You, you, you do, should do, be do, ashamed of yourself For picking that as Howler of the Weekend Do you remember Scrappy-Doo? <laughs> yeah, I do Scooby-Doo the wee the wee nephew yep. it was I That's what it reminded me of We scrappy do <laughs> Well there are Hibs and Hearts fans What did you make of the Rami After the game And sum up your season Come on it's the same to fans of every team Which leaves us with Main man Top performer of the weekend was For me A man who Started yesterday As Kilmarnock's assistant manager Helped keep Kilmarnock up And has now got a big job 
as the Dundee manager in the Premier League, Tony Doherty. I see you're thinking. Good wow, that's a, that's a left field one going yeah. there. Yeah, uh, uh, I think Van Veen deserves a mention. I mean, what's that? 11 goals. When, when you say deserves a mention, does that mean you're about to not give it to him? Well, I'm going to give it to El- someone who's 11 games in a row. Surpassed him, yeah. I've got to give it to the main man come of the on, weekend, of on. the season, Ange Postecoglou. Oh, my. Finishes it off in style, brings back the, the players that have been missing. Great performance, but also picked up. The writer's manager of the year to top off, which has been an incredible season. An absolute, I mean, yeah, it's very good, that, but 11 games in a row, come on, put a bit of respect on Kevin's name. Ah, I know, well, I gave him a mention. He's done it in the bottom six. I could score 11 in a row in the well, bottom that's six. That's the point. It's harder in the bottom six. Have you forgotten how football works? You've got less talented <laughs> teammates round about you. <laughs> oh, did you oh, did having a go at the Murrowell players. Did you score 11 seasons in a row? Oh. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I think I scored, honestly, I think I scored 11 goals total. In my career Run about that Anyway There Wasn't we go prolific 01419511025 That is the number you need You can tweet us as well And we're asking you No matter who you support To sum up your season It could not be A more general Question Celtic fans Will be delighted Rangers fans You'll be disappointed Dundee United fans Even worse And lots of you Somewhere In between So come on If you're creative enough To give us your One word summation Of the season We'll do that uh, But we'll elaborate A bit I'm sure And go over some of the talking points You'll be able to throw a, a very general blanket Over the league season Roger In terms of what you made of it um, what, You know We've got the league table Up here on the wall Behind Mark Wilson Celtic 99 points Terrific season Rangers 92 points As Michael Beale said After the game in Paisley On Saturday There have been seasons Gone past Well that would have been enough To win you the title But the thing that really Jumps out now Is the gap between The top two and the rest Aberdeen in third 35 points Behind Rangers 35 points That's a point A game almost And As we look ahead To next season I think there's A burden of responsibility Particularly on Aberdeen Hearts and Hibs To try and close that gap I think My overall Thoughts of the season Is that The lifespan Of managers Is getting shorter And shorter I think it's a worrying place For us to be So Roger Rightly points out where the burden of responsibility should be for teams, but I think for for owners and chairmen uh, as well and chairwomen as well to look at when they employ given managers the chance because when we look down that league and see how many changes there have been, um, it's just been absolutely extraordinary. And even Rangers, when you think back to Rangers mm-hmm. and Michael Beale sitting in the crowd. <laughs> At the game against Aberdeen And people are saying Oh well he's just up visiting And then six weeks later He's he's in the hot seat Just a lot of strange goings on With managerial appointments It's and never shot on drama though Is it Roger When you look back in the league season We just never fail to deliver Drama and excitement Because that comes in all shapes and sizes But it's always there Yeah without doubt And you think back to Some of the, the wackier things You've seen this season You know Celtic winning 9-0 Against yeah. Indy United <laughs> at Tannadice Dundee United having three managers Motherwell having three managers um, Half the Premiership changing manager During the, the course of the season I mean how how long ago does it seem That Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Was celebrating Champions League qualification In Eindhoven yeah. it, it seems a lifetime ago um, Aberdeen changing manager Then the Aberdeen manager Becomes a Dundee United manager And the guy who replaces <laughs> Dundee United Becomes the Aberdeen assistant manager <laughs> And you're, you're just You know your, your head spins around at times What You know Watching it all unfold But At the end of the day 
The table doesn't lie, Gordon. Celtic were the best team. Rangers were the second best team. Aberdeen, who lost to Darvel, if you remember. This is Darvel, who didn't even get up from the sixth tier into the fifth tier and have changed their manager as well, because that's what everyone does. Darvel beat Aberdeen. And listen, Mark Wilson, when he's Celtic's Mark Wilson, he's the champion. When he's the United's Mark Wilson, um, he's, he's frowning and scowling. Uh, mixed mixed bag. Mixed ah, bag from you. He's never guilty of taking them down. They've been the worst team. Never guilty of taking them down. As a sore one, not mm. to see them go down again. Yeah, Dundee United fans, I know it's tough, but come on, let's get it off your chest. How would you sum up your season? And, and uh, I might be a bit tentative of asking you to do it in one word. Because you might get us taken off air by we, Ofcom Remember when Dundee came up Those two fellas got the ladders out And, and watched the game at Queen's Park At Ogilvie from somebody's garden with the ladders Do you think they'll be able to sell those ladders To Dundee United supporting pals for next season? <laughs> oh, too soon, it's too soon for jokes That's like wrong. that And Mark Wilson's presence 01419511025 Right, let's try We'll go for one word to start Then we'll elaborate Stevie's a Celtic fan One word to sum up the season, Stevie Got to be consistency Can't be anything else Good, I'm glad it was at least a clean start I can live with that Is that what's impressed you most then? Just that sort of, you know, those levels you're keeping on going? Two years ago we weren't expected to win the league, you know that And, and push the cobbler who and all that And I seen a thing on Twitter And it was absolutely brilliant And it said <clears throat> They mocked his arrival Now they pray for his departure Because he's too good Everybody wants him gone Except Celtic fans, you know They just want him gone, you know that. Slot of them, Hugh Keevans, absolutely not good enough and all that. The ball had to eat their, their words, you know. The, the, the guy didn't even get a chance. And I compare Ange's approach, which is respectful and, you know, all that. And I look at Michael Beale's approach and he's come in all guns blazing. Said a lot of things that are going to come back and bite him in the backside. Like, it's unthinkable for Celtic to do the treble. Better start thinking about it. And uh, we've got, we need to win the two cups and all that. I think Michael Beale's made a lot of, said a lot of things. He's kind of made a rod for his own back. And it's, it's, it's kind of silly because you should be doing your talking on the pitch. And Rangers and the manager and the players seem to do a lot of talking off the pitch. You know, they've, they've won the, the close season cup and the bragging rights. But nothing you can actually tangibly put your horns on and say, we won that. So the consistency is what it's about for me and the fact that they've played with a lot of flair and panache and style and everybody and most people have enjoyed it is the icing on the cake. The, the thing that stands out in the season for me and it doesn't really get talked about is that's probably two seasons in a row. Rangers haven't had a penalty against them. What's the odds they can get a penalty mm. against them next season? I mean, that's an, an amazing... I don't think it is two seasons in a row. No, be far off that. It may not be, but I just mean in you know in terms of of accuracy and all that stuff. Um, it's not two seasons in a row. I don't know, Roger. I mean, well, we covered a lot of ground there, so it's very tough to know where to start. Um, Stevie seems as interested in in Michael Beale as um, Celtic winning the league. I only remember him saying it was unthinkable for Rangers to be trophyless, which you kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he means. And listen, the most famous quote and the one he probably will regret is the. Lucky man Quote Because Ange Postacoglu Brought it up again On the pitch At Celtic Park On Saturday After the trophy presentation um, Much to The delight of the Celtic fans Probably Stevie among them um, And Listen Managers Stevie said He's made a rod for his own back Maybe that's just the way That Michael Beale is I don't know But Any old firm manager Regardless of How you go about your business Publicly You know 
that if you don't produce results, mm. if you don't win trophies, if you don't entertain the supporters, then you won't be around this city very long. And the good, the good thing is, because Stevie and other fans can have their say on any manager, and it's absolutely fine. But for us, if anyone's listening, managers, please don't do your talking only on the pitch. Please keep saying things because oh, it's, yes. it's good for shows like this. Um, anyway, um, Mark, Stevie's one word was consistency. That's yeah. Sort of. Does that ring true with you? When it comes certainly to does. Celtic? Certainly does. I mean, the league table doesn't lie with the thirty-two wins out of thirty-eight, the hundred and fourteen goals racked up, ninety-nine points. You only get that from being consistent, and it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. I mean, being consistent, winning games is one thing, but the style, the goals that you score, being consistent. Then reflects the work that you're doing on the training pitch That's the thing that's impressed me the most I mean the fans going along are incredibly entertained And some fans will go along And winning's just enough as long as the team wins But it's how You know the goals are manufactured That you think Well that's every member of staff behind the scene Playing their part And the players taking those messages on board And taking on the pitch And to run with that through a full campaign And the cup competitions I think it's to be applauded it's, it's visually You can see How hard that team has worked It isn't luck It isn't by chance mm. It's created Yeah you think of Some of those long runs Roger That the various numbers out there You can pick whichever one you want But it's, it certainly was consistent That would be an understatement Yeah it was And that's what swept Celtic to the title Because They needed that consistency Actually We touched it at the top of the show I mean The runners up Rangers I've picked up 92 points I haven't actually checked to see how many times that would have been enough to win a league title but you know they've won 29 and drawn 5 of their games um, so Celtic needed to be consistent to stay ahead of them all the way through the season fantastic consistency within the team you have a spine of Carter Vickers at the back Hitati and McGregor in midfield Kyogo up top that is superbly supported by the Greg Taylors of the world The Jotters of the world Alistair Johnson looks a terrific signing Coming in in January um, And together as a unit They have been the best in the country uh, Stevie how did it feel to Sort of sign off in the style that it was done at the weekend Well that was that was, was needed Because they tinkered with the side And <clears throat> well, the one thing that we learned In the last few weeks is That the squad as a whole The sort of second 11 if you like the depth of squad, it's not as good as we think it is. You know, um, some of the players didn't look as if they belonged in a Celtic jersey, but maybe they just need more time. Um, but certainly, uh, the team prior to Aberdeen was not as good as what played at the weekend. What played at the weekend was the normal. That's what we're used to seeing. He's, I could understand his, his, his reasoning, trying to blood a few players and throwing them into the deep end and see sink or swim and all that. But that, that, that on Saturday is what we're, we're used to. And had we not got that on Saturday, we'd have been a wee, a wee bit more concerned for the cup final. But having seen that on Saturday, we now think, right, we're kind of back to where we should be and we've got a really good chance of winning the cup. Yeah, it was um, emphatic if we're, on, if we're on about one words tonight, Mark. It was a very convincing win, wasn't it? Well, it's just back to what we normally see for the Celtic side, the way that they control the ball, their movement. Aberdeen just couldn't live with them, and that's the third best team in the league. Um, and then just clinical at the other end. What we've been used to seeing is that they, they took it up a notch when those players like Taylor and Johnson came back in, players that know the position, um, know how to partner the guys in front of them and behind them. But look, the, when Steve is talking about the second 11 isn't good enough, 
Look, I think some of these players do need time. You know, these players have been bit part all season, sitting on the bench, just playing wee bits here and there, and maybe sometimes when the game's won anyway. So it's a very different environment to be pitched in. So I think some of them should be cut a wee bit of slack. I think some of them perhaps have overstayed and maybe you can see, but some of them like Kobayashi, oh, certainly deserves time to be blooded in and see what they're like next season. Thank you to Stevie Consistency. That was his one-word summation of his team's season. How would you sum up your team's season? Come on, everybody. St Mirren, Motherwell, Edinburgh Clubs, Dundee United, Kilmarnock, it's all there. Get your calls in. Let's sum up the season. Let's look back on it all. We'll take more calls next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna, Mark Wilson are here We're asking you to sum up your team's season It is that simple The day after the Premiership campaign finished We're on Twitter as well Having a bit of fun If that's the right word uh, Asking you to sum up your team's season In one word uh, And lots of replies coming in um, I can see Chris And who else is on there Bernadette Champions Quite simple So you don't need any prizes for guessing who that is Proud Huddle CSC Again Keeping it a bit mysterious As to which team That account represents And Lucky Is the word Roger Hanna With mm-hmm. a winky emoji mm-hmm. I think in reference to Winky The Michael Give us, give us some of the bad ones any, Give us some rhyme and slang for <laughs> Daryl's Daryl's a Motherwell fan Mixed Be hard to argue with uh, that yeah. It was certainly That's mixed right. Daryl If there's any Motherwell fans Who want to come on the phone and share your thoughts please do Craig Chalmers is an Aberdeen fan Erratic I like that Because that is true If you go from Defeat from Darville To third place Erratic just about covers it Yeah You happy with that? Yeah Oh absolutely But I think If you're an Aberdeen fan Would you Have taken the shame of Darville If you were guaranteed third place? Because third place oh, yeah, As we've been saying the last few years Last few weeks I should say Is very very lucrative to the football club Between 5 and 6 million Assuming And you don't want to assume too much in this game Gordon Assuming Celtic beat Inverness Cali Thistle That means group stage football for Aberdeen Right through to Christmas A lot of money that will mean for Dave Cormack and the board Yeah the Celtic fans are not having any trouble Finding the one word champions Triumphant, dominant, etc um, It's some of the more out there ones I'm interested in now I'm going to start scrolling through for the yeah. The, some bad the, ones The creative ones Don't I can't give the, the good bad ones. ones For goodness ah, sake yeah. Use your imagination to just, Get the thesaurus Just throw it. caution to the wind On the last day of The ah, last uh, week of the season You'll be off next week anyway Won't you? Um, well yeah I suppose 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Get your thoughts in uh, On your summation Of your team's season One word if you want Of course we will elaborate Thereafter uh, and look back on as much of it as possible I'm not going to give up until we can Dundee United fans, come on I know it's tough No one likes to look back on a relegation season But we need to do it good, bad or indifferent So let's have a a bit of a reflection on how that went What about you Killy fans? Having escaped at the weekend Guaranteed your safety Be nice to hear from you Alan is a Rangers fan on the phone Keep it clean Alan One word to sum up the season Disappointing Fair enough, I can understand that I can get on board with it What was what was the most disappointing thing? If you, I mean, I know there would have been a lot How would you sum up your disappointment? Hello? 
Hello, sorry. Oh, we lost you, but you're back now. I was just asking you to sum up your disappointment, Alan. Uh, just the way the season went, because at the start of the season, after the Europa League final, uh, there was optimism. But uh, I was saying that to your producer. I'm, I'm looking forward to the summer, uh, going with Michael Beale and the players we are getting linked with. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can move on. And But yes, it was disappointing. Yeah, I think like everything, particularly football, your assessment... Comes versus your expectation Doesn't it If you uh, You know If you Thought it was going to be a good season And it ends up that That's what makes it sting more And Rangers did go into this season Mark In a A place that We hadn't been too often Do you remember this time last year We said that Glasgow was in A place that it's very rarely in Both sets of fans are happy Relatively How could Celtic not be They won the league They won a double They were absolutely loving What Ange Postacoglu did and we're told We're brought up that second is nowhere And fine You get the logic in that But Rangers reached a Europa League final And then won their final game of the season To win the Scottish Cup And as the season started Made it to the Champions League So bizarrely In a one-off Both were feeling pretty good about themselves so Is that where Alan's disappointment comes from? Because oh, it did not live doubt, up to that Without doubt I mean After the Europa League final Obviously there was a disappointment But such optimism That a team that team could be built upon and there was going to be new recruits in the summer that would strengthen this team to challenge and support Chicago's side and it just didn't quite materialise you know Champions League football is great and you get the money and you get the prestige of playing in it but you need to compete in it and Rangers were far from that and within the space of four months you've got such a transformation within a club that it was unreal and Giovanni Van Bronckers having all sorts of problems with the players um, we were chatting on the show We had many callers on the show Saying that the players weren't playing for them They'd down tools All culminating in that game at St Mirren And after that he loses his job So it's such a short space of time Everything went wrong for Rangers And they eventually had to change their manager So you can quite clearly see why You can get Alan's point Disappointment maybe An understatement to say the least But they got back in track at the end of the season But it was all too little too late um, And you just wonder what he's feeling is going into next season is yeah, it the so, same optimism? Well, it sounds optimistic Alan says about Michael Beale's plans Again Roger That you know When you get this bit of time For reflection When you think of That Champions League Qualification night You know the day after Everyone would have been in Real fine fettle From a Rangers yeah. perspective And then it started to go downhill Quite it quickly did, It did It unravelled quite quickly I mean you were I was at the Rangers game At Paisley At the weekend For Super Scoreboard Gordon You were, you were talking to me Before the kickoff, And you mentioned Michael Beale's Pre-match coach Good riddance to this season And you can understand that I mean we spoke at the time On Saturday Rangers have changed manager Changed chairman They've changed sporting director They've changed chief executive How do we look At the team The first day of the season When they won at Livingston Only three surviving players Started that game That started at St Mirren At the weekend James Tavernier John Lundstrom And John Souter Who missed almost everything In between because of injury The rest of the players Are either Injured Leaving the club or their reputations have gone downhill spectacularly this season. So it is going to be a complete rebuild, revamp, change, overhaul, whatever word Michael Beale wants to use. And he'll need to get it right because Rangers supporters at Allen cannot countenance being disappointed again next season. Yeah, disappointed was Allen's word. Funnily enough, a lot of the ones on Twitter um, from Rangers fans w- said... Injuries One word to sum up the season There's obviously a part of this where Injuries 
happen they're, they're unavoidable So therefore they can't be used as like A, a catch-all excuse But they obviously do contribute And whatever went on at Rangers Whether it could have been helped or not It was very disrupted wasn't it this season Yeah it was disrupted There's no question about that But you know Rangers supporters Any supporters will only use injuries As part of the excuse Well that's what I'm saying It's it's never the full thing is it It is never the full thing Um, They will say if you carry a squad of 25, 28, 30 players Whatever it is You should have enough cover That you should be able to get through Any problems with injuries But I think the injuries were just A contributory factor In what was You know A very, very To use Alan's word Disappointing season The combination Mark There were so many of them And so many of them were for a long time It was just one after another Yeah It certainly was And it was It's bad fortune When you get so many injuries And then people start Pointing the finger At the people behind the scenes Which I always believe Is, is totally unfair I just wonder How many of those injuries In the big games When they came around Were, were certain starters You know that's mm. I think that's a disappointing thing Yes Those players are important To come on and maybe play a part Or change a game At some stage But they're big players Morelos And Ken and Golson and Tavernier and McGregor were all there regular. Mm. It was underperformances from from these players yeah. and a lot of them. And, that and, was a big and, problem, and, not know, injuries. B- big mistakes. Rangers started the season with John McLaughlin in goal, preferred uh, yeah, to Alan McGregor. Right, yeah. Ridiculous decision. But, but that was the point. No, it's it always a combination. There was a you know James Sands and Leon King played way more at centre back than they should have. And oh, a- any high yeah. hopes people had for Tom Lawrence never came to anything because we never saw him again. You know, mm. these, it's just a combination of everything. But the, yeah. inju- the injuries are nothing to do with Ryan Kent's form falling sure. off a cliff. Glenn Kamara's form. Falling off a cliff Alfredo Morelos's weight Going in the other direction um, Borna Barisic's form Not great at the You know period So yes there were injuries Yes of course You know they missed Suter for a spell They missed Lawrence for a spell Other players I think Goldson of course Was a big loss When he was out of the team for a while But the guys left behind In the team Didn't perform anything like The way they have done previously For the club uh, Thank you to Alan I'm, I'm enjoying this on Twitter Just reading the one swear word And then Just trying to guess Which team it is Right. Um, I mean, Dave's is you know just that word that you would use that rhymes with Tommy Wright. Ah, yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> see, Dave, Dave see and job. So then you, you never need to then go and click on their profile and try. So Dave's <laughs> a Rangers fan who's described it in that manner, um, right. which is fair enough. Um, you can tweet see, us there. See what other managers we can come up as rhyming slang for anyone. Indeed, yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that's that a good be, game. That would be a nice, a nice challenge. Did you learn anything, Roger? Was there anything to take from from Paisley at the weekend? Was it end of season fair? No, it, it was end of season fair. I think both managers would say that. Um, you, you tend to feel a little bit for Stephen Robinson and St Mirren. They had a terrific season, highest league finish, I think, in thirty eight years, but it just caught up with them. See if you're in the top six. You've got to take on all the other best teams in the country, you know. And I think the fact they didn't win any of the last seven games mm. of the season just showed that, you know, when they did well to get in with the elite, but they're they're not quite ready to push on beyond sixth place at the minute. And Rangers, the manager said it on Friday, good riddance to the season. He just wanted to get through the game. They played reasonably okay. Sakala got a couple of goals. Cholank got one that brought him level as the club's top scorer yep. with Tavernier at the end. John Souter showed in glimpses why people tipped him to be player of the year. <laughs> and listen, a new chapter begins. Sakala is the one for me, for Rangers fans. I think if they're there at the weekend and they see him score again, another couple and he looks lively again, you think 
why wasn't he given a chance more often in the big games as well that he, he was always the one to miss out for Ryan Kent or for Morelos and then when he's been pitched in in this run of games he's been their main man and you know I see articles today will Sakala be there next season has he done enough I think he has done enough to merit at least a shot at it next season yeah, to start it? with is it eight and he's la- in the final 14 appearances of the season I think he got eight um yeah, and I wonder if it's the future. You, you're looking back and saying, why did they not play some of the bigger games? But it seems like the future is as debatable as well because yeah. there are so many people amongst the Rangers fans who say, look at his numbers, you can't argue he's effective. And there are a lot of other people who go, no, no, this this is not this is not the answer to take Rangers to the, the type of position we want to well, be in. Would you subscribe first, to either of those? first caller tonight, Stevie, used the word consistency. As being the key word behind Celtic's push for the title The problem that Fashion Sakala has got Is inconsistency Because he got two goals at Paisley But before he scored the first one He had a scintillating run past three or four St Mirren defenders And then hit a shot I believe they're still looking for the ball And it's that sort of thing that splits the Rangers fans When they look at Fashion Sakala um, He will have one of the best showreels An agent can put round other clubs some of the goals he scores, some of the runs, the way he goes past defenders. But equally, mm. you put him in those positions, look at the chances he missed in, was it the League Cup final know, and the Scottish Cup yeah. semi-final? Um, even the one that he scored in the 3-0 game at Ibrox the other week, I think it was a few Rangers fans holding their breath when he went round Joe Hart and he you know, he didn't really hit it as firmly as he thought he might. Uh, Paul is a Celtic fan. One word to sum up the season, Paul. Progress I like it, okay Elaborate I think it's I think this is um, This is just Obviously the, the, the rumour mill is an overdrive about the manager But I, th- I think it's just um, Watch and see what happens next year You know, I mean There's been no talk about transfers And you take something like Greg Taylor And in, in the, in the the improvement in him, the improvement in Callum McGregor. Uh, it's just, there's no, I can't think of, James McCarthy's the only bad news story. I don't even know what happened to him that, that you can think of with Celtic. Uh, the guy Oakham's on on Saturday, uh, 89, he's scoring a goal every 89 minutes. Progress, I think it's very understated. Do the talking on the pitch. The first caller alluded to it, and the gap is. Um, it's going to be a lot bigger next year Progress How tough is it Mark When you win the title You need to do it again And you know everyone knows And everyone then Might think they've got you figured out You know there's yeah. no surprise anymore And then Celtic did They were they were better than last season weren't they It's the hardest thing to do Gordon uh, You know because Sometimes you get carried away with yourself With the first title win That you think you, you've made it And it, everything's going to be plain sailing But the hardest thing to do Is come back in pre-season and try and get yourself in better shape and a better place, improve, maybe tweak a few things in your system that will surprise the opposition because some will have you figured out. And Celtic have done that. And most what, of the players. What did they progress? What did they do better? Um, I, I, I really think, I know we over egged this sometimes and I played the position, but I think they've got their full back positions better than they were last season. And that is only to be expected. When Ange came in, the first six games, seven games, we're all going, what system is he playing here? And how do these fullbacks know how to play this? So it was going to take a bit of time for that to progress. And obviously Ralston was there 
and and Juranovic got it. But when he went, Alistair Johnson came in, got it. Greg Taylor, you know, Paul mentioned him. Outstanding. He's certainly progressed with that. But even then, finding Kyogo, you know, those cutbacks across the face of goal. Celtic have always got bodies right in the middle of the post. And again, I, for me, that's much better. The stats back that up, mm. that that's much better when you see they've got 114 goals. But there have been failures. You know, it's not plain sailing for them. We, Paul mentioned McCarthy there, but you've got Burnaby as well, Adeguchi. So players have came and they've fitted the system. But Ange Postacoglu has probably been quick to recognise that and bring others in to replace them. What, do, what does progress look like next season, Paul? Because as Mark said, 114 goals, 99 points, a, a likely treble in the Scottish Cup final against Inverness at the weekend, four wins over Rangers during the course of the season. What, what does progress look like? Does, does it involve the Champions League? I, I think most certainly, uh, Roger, uh, in terms of... I, I mean, I, I don't know if the... the, the the, the Japanese uh, lad at the back, I don't know if he's maybe been brought in to play in a three in Europe, whether he'll change his style. I mean, I said this at the beginning of the season, and he, he goes out and plays against Real Madrid uh, with the same system. So, you know, who am I? But I, I think they, they definitely make, need to make a, a, a couple of signings, and um, maybe maybe the the second string aren't as, um, aren't as strong. But again, meaningless games. Um, you know, before that, and he didn't didn't make it. Can I just make 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 a point? Gordon? Very quick. I'm now three minutes and counting late for the break, and I'm getting glances from next door. But I won't cut you off in your prime. On you go, Paul. Well, just just the, the, in terms of the the, the the state of both clubs, and Roger mentioned it earlier. Range of sporting directors, all sorts of people off their board. I mean, I, I just don't know where the optimism's coming from uh, in terms of. Where they're getting a budget, where they're getting that, you know, Celtic, Celtic are just about to get money for Frimpong. They'll get bonuses for Ayer and Van Christie staying in the Premier Premiership. That's a proper uh, player trading model, and I just don't see where the optimism's coming from. I mean, the, the, the caller mentioned it earlier uh, with, with some of the sound bites that Michael Beale's coming out with. I did say it would have to be quick We don't really have much time We can pick up on it after the break If you so desire 01419511025 01419511025 This is Scottish Football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are in the building And you can join them on the phones Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Where we're asking you to sum up your season In one word First of all Just for a bit of fun uh, and then we'll elaborate and look at some of the finer details Obviously some of them are not suitable for work As the phrase would go And I'm a bit worried about this, I must say Because Paul is on the phone Now Paul is a Dundee United fan Am I feeling brave enough to ask a Dundee United fan To sum up their season in one word? Mm, Paul, don't you. don't let me down, Paul Disaster Okay, that was that, fine, I can live with that um, It was clean at least how do you sum it up, Paul? I mean, it was confirmed at the weekend. Everyone knew it was coming after midweek. How do you sum it up? Well, good evening anyway, folks. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's it's just not been good enough. It's not been anything close to good enough all season. Uh, the, the high for the team and for the fans was the second game of the season at home to AZ Alkmaar, uh, which when you speak to other United fans, it doesn't even feel like that was this season. 
Uh, and it's just been all downhill since then, essentially. You know, you got beat 7-0 the week after. Celtic gave you nine. We've had a few scalpings along the way. The squad was clearly unbalanced from almost the get-go. The January transfer window was yet another disaster. We're, we're loaning out a striker. We're not bringing anybody in. We're relying on a 36-year-old striker who, in fairness to him, done very well. The goalkeeping situation wasn't ideal. Uh, I could say a lot worse than that, but it wasn't <laughs> ideal. Uh, and defensively, we were we were just leaking goals and giving goals away all season. Uh, so it, it, we we got exactly what we deserved, unfortunately. Paul is the master of the understatement yeah. there. The goalkeeping situation wasn't ideal, he says. Yeah, you rumble the three of them together, you might get a goalie, I would have said. But I was going to ask, Paul, I remember the last time you went down I think Jackie McNamara started the season, Mixer Patter Line and finished the season. There was that Monday night at Dens that finally sort of consigned United to relegation. But Paul King's not feeling bad enough without you reminding <laughs> him of this. What's happening? No, the point I was going to make was, you know, that, that United team had been in sort of bottom six for a year or two. This United team last season finished fourth. As Paul points out, started the season by beating AZ Alkmaar, who reached the semi final of the Europa Conference League. Things looked Quite mm. promising for Dundee United at that stage at the start of the season. How did it go so spectacularly wrongly so quickly, Paul? I mean, that's a that's a great question. I, I have been very critical of of a number of the players uh, looking as if they've done tools in certain games. Uh, certainly, the nine nil. If you fast forward to just a few weeks back, uh, Ross County beat the beat the team four nil up in Dingwall. That was the end of Liam Fox's tenure and. I mean, it was four going on about ten that day. Uh, these things should never have happened. The, the fall from being fourth uh, in the league last season, which, I mean, y- you finish where you deserve to finish. And a lot of United fans were thinking, how on earth have we finished fourth? But you were the fourth best team in the league last season. Uh, so so you're there on merit, regardless of how poor people thought the league was. But uh, to, to, to go from that, Straight to, to relegation the following season, and it's been coming all season. Like regardless of what people have been saying within the club, uh, I mean, as as far away or as far back as January, still telling fans that we're aiming for top six. Uh, the fans just we, we weren't believing what we were hearing. It was based on nothing. It was blind faith at that time. And are, are you uh, happy? Are you happy, Paul? Jim Goodwin's now got a two-year contract. Um, Dundee, your city rivals, don't need to tell you. Relegated and came straight back up. Are you confident that Jim is the man to bring you straight back up? It's. I mean, I'm not happy. I'm not unhappy about it. I get it. It makes sense. He's been in the door, so hopefully he he can have a look at. Or he's had a look around. He'll know what players he wants to keep, what ones that he does not want to keep. Uh, and I'm looking at you, goalkeepers. And uh, it should give us like a decent footing into the pre-season and next season. Rather than if you bring somebody completely new in, then again, you're starting from scratch. Uh, so he's, he's, he's a decent level of manager. There's no doubt about that. He was obviously well sought after when Aberdeen came calling for him just a couple of years ago. So now that we're in the championship, I'm not sure that we could have attracted anybody better than Jim Goodwin at present. Mark, your former club, a club close to your heart, where it all started. Yeah. How do you feel now it's confirmed? I said we're quite often quick to point the finger at managers and say it's their fault for the results and, and clear them out and get someone else in. But Paul touches on a point there that it did look at stages that the players had down tools and we hate to say that because I'm not a great believer in that, but they were certainly underperforming. When you go through three managers within a year, how can you continually point the finger at the managers without looking at the group of players that 
have been a mass. So I think recruitment was key because Rogers right when Tam Cores left, you know, fourth position, a lot of good young players there mixed with some experienced ones. But then what came in the summer? They were a bit underprepared at that point, though, weren't they? I think Jack Ross. It was a bit late. Very late, um, very late because it dragged on a bit with Jack Ross. So Jack was maybe chasing his tail a wee bit in terms of getting people in. And funny enough, Stephen Fletcher was one that we kind of, well, I, I questioned. I thought, is that the right road, road to go down with someone so old? And But he's the one that's actually pulled his weight. So it just shows you how important recruitment is at the beginning of the season. He then went on to highlight what happened in January. I mean, letting Tony Watt go and not replacing him with anybody is just crazy. Because you look at the teams round about yeah, at that stage, how they get out of it was goal scorers and people that they brought in. Um, so there's been so many problems. You look behind the scenes as well, the fans protesting about the ownership model of the club and the sporting director who then left, pretty similar to Rangers, how behind the scenes, how that all folded mm. as well. So disastrous season, Paul's right in that. It's a chat, a real chance to rebuild, but... United fans will know it is not easy getting out of that division. Four, four years it took United the last time. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Uh, you are. I think you've got it in for Paul tonight. Just t- flying in two footed on him all over the place. Paul, everyone on the outside, and I've I've always wondered just how annoying this is because everyone on the outside all season long. I was at Fir Park yesterday, and you could hear people saying it in the stands, even though the relegation was pretty much confirmed. Keep saying, United have got good players. How are they there? They've got good players. That must have been Because it, as you say The league table doesn't lie they, That must have been frustrating To keep hearing from elsewhere I mean I've thought it myself You know I'm looking at some of the names Like Stephen Fletcher uh, Jamie McGrath Dylan Levitt Peter Pollock When he's fit like, There are good players At Tanadice uh, But they, they, they were not forming A good team uh, there, was, there was a massive gap In the middle of the park We didn't really have A destroyer type player uh, I think in, in the summer and the recruitment the summer past we obviously went for relatively big name signings uh, that would excite the fans and hand on heart at the time I thought this is this is great like we finished fourth last season we look like we've strengthened in areas that we, we needed strengthening but there were certain areas of the team that we just completely neglected we lost Lewis Nielsen to Harps and, I, and I'm not saying he was a mainstay but he was he would have been an option at the back and what went so, what's went on this season has been shambolic at the back. You lost like a, a Jean Do Fuchs halfway through last season. You, you lost Callum Butcher. These guys were like vital. They were destroyers in, in midfield. You know they done the, they did the dirty work. We we have no one this season that was able to do the dirty work. Craig Sibold probably our our best player this season. He was tasked with doing that, and I'm not even sure that's his game. But you're right. There, there was some nice players at Tannadice, but we were far from a good team. Yeah, well, it was confirmed yesterday, Paul. Thank you very much for joining us. That was Paul on the Dode Fox podcast, by the way. You can hear more of Paul and his Dundee United struggles, if you like. Finish bottom, heading down to the Championship and Jim Goodwin tasked with bringing them back up. Disaster was the one word that Paul used to sum up Dundee United season. What word would you use for your team? Let us know and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. The final week of Beat the Pundit for season 2022-2023. This is the big time, the playoff season, if you like. Let's find out what you've got left in the tank after a long campaign, 01419511025. And the lines close at seven, so be quick. Tackle the headlines. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are here. 01419511025. Twitter at Clyde SSB. And we're asking you to sum up your season. That is it. It's over just like that. The Premiership campaign comes to an end. So let's look back on it all. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the bits in between, the mad moments, anything you think we've missed that you want to bring up, please put us right on the phones on 01419511025. There was even a Scotland squad announced today that we've not got round to. Maybe this is a strange indicator that people are starting to realise that Stevie Clark kind of knows what he's doing. We're complaining less and less about the Scotland squad. Also the same, generally the same names that are in it. But a few nice... Uh, Moments for Scottish Premiership players Shanklin's in there Nisbet's in there as well This squad So if you want to discuss that as well Same number And you can speak to us right now Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Big week this When you think about it Could be Roger Hanna's last week On minus one Before you, you move to minus two next no, season No this, this Oh wait Yeah What do you think? I think so. How many? Well, we have to assess how many times he's been beaten not, this season. Not many. Not many. Yeah, yeah. Let's take him down a notch. So minus two, Roger. Stop being so clever. That's <laughs> what you get. Mm. Anyway, I'm Gary is in Paisley. Is this your first time on, Gary? Yeah, yeah. Lovely. We don't often have these two together on a Monday. It's a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? You'd rather play Mark Wilson. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You, you lost on Thursday, Gary. actually. I did lose in Thursday So I was Thursday, going to say yeah. You're only as good as your last game But you You lost in but Thursday But we're the two brightest In the pundit mm. Trey world I think In super scoreboard So It's a bad night to call no, for you, you Gary do you, think, do, you, do you think the producer's up to something Is this a hint of You know you know how managers Mix things up at the end of the season Look look at new pairings For the, the following season Is, it, is this the producer's well, plan the, could, the, this, could this be a Monday night It was S- the boss that phoned me It wasn't a producer Oh Rogan just says This is something that's getting Sounded out for next season I wonder what that means for a Tuesday S- Somewhere In a dark corner of Lanarkshire <laughs> Sitting in the bath Mr <laughs> Gordon DL Is shouting obscenities At his radio Or his smart speaker uh, Came for the top Because he knows you two are trying to get under his oh. skin right now Guaranteed <laughs> 100% I get a call saying This is for a view to next season So Anyway Hope you're listening to us This is genuinely the way he operates He texted Mark before he came on here And said right I'm listening Because I think you are Without me <laughs> <laughs> So supportive <laughs> Anyway Had I go at you Roger Oh no And then he texted me And said it was you That had a go at me I wasn't yeah, I didn't He's trying to come you. in between you know, He's trying to play off Against each He's other He's worried anyway, Heads it will be <laughs> Roger Hanna And Tails it will be Mark Wilson I thought someone had stolen my coins At the end of the season But they're hiding there Okay And it is oh, I've dropped it I'm panicking <laughs> under the pressure Nightmare I'm gone Someone moved the coin though Heads Roger Hanna Right come on Roger My now, new Monday mate Roger This might be You could del- you could throw this game If you deliberately lose It might stop us Getting yeah. you to minus two you know, Yeah so minus two is not a thing To look at it Anyway what we'll do is give Roger Some Greatest hits radio in his ear, Gary. 30 seconds, just answer as many as you can. And if you want to pass and move on, just give me the shout, okay? No problem. Right, 30 seconds, starting now. Name any outfield player who's played for Celtic this season but hasn't scored. Alison Johnson. Kamal Roof joined Rangers from a team in which country? Belgium. Name any Scottish team that Stephen McLean played for. Come on. Which Scottish international was relegated from the Premier League yesterday with Leeds? 
Cooper Which Scottish Premiership side Lost the most away games This season Dundee United Okay Bring back Roger Can you hear us I can hear you yeah Good Same set of questions Shall we Yeah Name any outfield Celtic player Who played this season But didn't score Iwata Kamar Roof joined Rangers From a team in which country? Belgium Name any Scottish team Stephen McLean played for St Johnson Which Scotland international Was relegated from the Premier League Yesterday with Leeds? Liam Cooper Which Scottish Premiership side Lost the most away games this season? Kilmarnock In what year did Rangers last play In a League Cup final? 2023 Three. Gary, how are you? Yeah, I think I'm beat to be fair. How, uh, you panicking, yeah. Gary? Yeah, uh, he got through a bit few more than mm, me. So that's the problem, isn't it? But it doesn't mean he got them right, and he does start on minus one. So name any outfield Celtic player who played this season but didn't score. Gary said Alistair Johnson, which according to producer Chris is wrong. Is that wrong? Did Alistair Johnson score? Did he score twice according to? Oh, yeah, I remember Okay um, Iwata was right, Roger Ralston, Kobayashi, Iwata, McCarthy, Vata, Summers and Lawal Good shout There we Roger. go So that's your level Because that's your minus yeah. Wiped out You both got Kumar Roof joined from a team in Belgium Anderlecht For anyone who's Keeping in touch with it um, Aberdeen, St Johnston, Hartswraith Rovers and Rangers Were Stephen McLean's clubs oh. So Roger goes one in front Gary's sound effects there That's not great Uh, Liam Cooper though Gary you got that as well But unfortunately so did Roger He got relegated So you still one behind Then it went two behind Killy lost the most away games 15 Aberdeen lost the second most 13 away games They lost And finished third It's a strange old league And in what year did Rangers last play In a league cup final It was this year wasn't it? It was 2023 So well done Roger, Hannah You're definitely going Down to yeah, minus two For next season And Gary Hardlines Thanks for playing though Gary No no problem Thanks Good Jenny. man Gary from Paisley He's I tough to Gary play. understood the rules uh, Get as many as you can He was a yeah. bit Oh, it took his time, didn't it? you because you're standing next ah, to Roger? Yeah, are you I feeling all brave? You know, I was seven there. I was at Paisley on Saturday, just getting ready for the big match action at start. I had my headphones on. John Hillcoat, the former goalie. Come along, tap me, mo- motion to take my headphones. I thought maybe be a change in the team line or mm. something dramatic had happened that I'd missed. And I took off the headphones and he says, You should be in minus two next season. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's I'm going to spread the word over the summer. Point. It's nonsense. Quickly, you actually got all them right. Do you want to go for the 10? Yeah. I mean, Van Veen did 11 in a row, but who's counting? Come on, uh, Roger. Oh, a few easy ones as well. Who did Scotland beat on penalties to qualify for Euro 2020? Serbia. Which former Celtic manager taken over as manager of Club Bruges? Who will Rangers face in Alan McGregor's testimonial? Newcastle. Oh, and what oh. year did Ross County last get relegated from the Premiership? Oh my goodness, you're going to do me. Come here. on, Roger! 2019. 2018! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Back in your box, Roger Hanna. I knew that, but I knew he was going to put me minus two. <laughs> Gordon Deal splashing that. about with yeah. glee in his bath. Oh, he got the last I hope it's with his hands. <laughs> He's not even listening to us as well That's what he does Oh lucky Roger See Wednesday's normally bath night as you know But because it's a bank holiday it doubles up Oh he'll be scrubbing away Incredible Bank holiday Monday's got a loofah out Can't wait to actually catch up with him tomorrow Did you see he got a personalised 
video message from one of the Celtic League winners from his mate AJ who scored two goals. Don't don't say too much because let's not steal his thunder. It will be his big moment of the week. He'll be absolutely desperate to come on and share it. But just was was it was it Ange that put the two of them together? Well, listen, all will be revealed tomorrow, I think. So uh, we'll we'll wait and see. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get in touch We're asking you for your One word summations Of your team's season I was delighted we did it We got our Dundee United fan there So that we could reflect on Relegation What about the sort of Middle ground if you like Mullerwell fans St Mirren fans What about the Edinburgh Derby Come on you must have thoughts A good old fashioned Rammy At the weekend And uh, no Holding back From Lee Johnson And his post match comments Either So interesting stuff If you want to Share your thoughts on that Because remember you'll miss all this nonsense In a couple of weeks When it's into the summer And all you've got is transfer speculation To keep you going So why not give us a call 01419511025 um, I'm just flicking through Twitter At these one words I mean Shane is a Rangers fan Who just says Strange Is the mm-hmm. one word Interesting mm-hmm. Okay Yeah. It's not, it's not entirely negative I mean it's a bit negative but I wonder what was strange about it I did ask for one word though I suppose that's the beauty of it uh, Chaz was another one Injured um, What else is here Lots for champions I mean so many So so many in there as well A lot going early for next week as well Marty says treble That may well be the one word To sum up Celtic season Mark that's the next challenge yep, obviously It will be that This is the next challenge for the manager And uh, listen we all know how How, he- how much heavily favourites they are um, so I believe they will have something to celebrate on Saturday But then maybe somebody else touching that Progress You know How did it progress from the treble Where did it go next If Ange Postecoglou does stay Then it's got to be better in the Champions League And I'm sure If he is to stay That will be If an offer does come in from Tottenham And he decides to stay at Celtic Then that will be the reason he stays at Celtic to have a right good go at this Champions League. Mr. RFK for Celtic says Gallus. I quite like that. That's a good old Gallus, fashioned word that we should probably well. use more often. So what's that's a nod to the, the style of play, I'm sure, the swagger yeah. in which it was done at times. Yeah, 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 I would agree with that. You know, don't deviate much from the plan. Um and I always go back to when the manager came in, he says he wanted to play in a style that got bums off seats and fans entertained. He's certainly lived up to that We always see that A lot of managers say that Sounds brilliant In press conferences But Not many follow up And he's done it for 18 months now It'd be fascinating to see how many, how many players Come in During the summer It is a big squad You know You see all the changes That Nance Postacoglu's made Since the split All the guys who have had A go in the team All the guys who are on the fringes um, You know If Celtic Were to add How many would they add and how many will go out the door this summer? Because as Mark said, you know, he's talking about Eddie Gucci, Abel Gard, people like that, who the manager to look at hasn't fancied, he's pushed out the door. W- will there be fringe players who maybe haven't taken their chance post-split, haven't convinced the manager, haven't convinced the fans? Will there be a few going out to make way for the ones coming in? That That's a good point. Abel Gard, I forgot all about him. Um, Maurice Jens as well. So the season players who came in and the manager quickly pinpointed as okay, we've given them a chance, but didn't fit our style of play. Let's bring in Richard, who is a Celtic fan as well. One word to sum up that season, Richard. 
Emphatic, but I want to change it to Gallus now. Ah, yeah, Gallus <laughs> is a good one. <laughs> Similar, though, they're all very positive words for sure. How, how do you reflect on it now then that it's all, well, it's not all done because the, the, the cup is still there, but the league campaign, how do you look back on it all? I think, well, emphatic. I think um, the the night when we played the old firm game at Celtic Park, that I've, like, the old firm games don't get played at night very often. Um, obviously done the United game oh, there's so many games where we just blew teams off the park I know the last couple of weeks been thinking about the things but just what a season and then as you rightly pointed out and I think it was on Saturday I heard them saying that um, we've bettered last season's totals and I hadn't thought of that actually I was more you know kind of thinking oh we've went off the boil a bit but then you reminded me and I know a lot of people got on at them for being a bit Downbeat, but just in saying that reminds me. No, we've improved. We've done. We've done better. And if we do better next season, then I don't know. Yeah, that's the challenge. I, I suppose what was always not not necessarily likely, but there was that really difficult start last season. So you kind of felt that if Celtic could, um, you know, eradicate that, they had a good chance. Mark and I always, I think, comparing this is just a personal thing. Comparing points totals from season to season. Is good to a point But it doesn't really Take into account How strong everyone else is You know what I mean Like The league can change strength So yeah. But if you just base it On the numbers That we've got this season As Richard says The bit that would stand out Is the 114 goals 38 games I'm sure your arithmetic knows That is exactly uh, A lot How many per game? Um, loads Per game three Yeah Three per game <laughs> Roughly Not bang on I think. I, I, well, I think when so. I say roughly, anyway. I meant bang on. Uh, yeah, bang on, bang on three per game. Yeah. So it's not bad if you're if you're looking at that. You no, know, it's and, not, is it? Um, well, you told me it was three. So I'm not putting yeah. my name in that. Anyway, like I say, a load of goals a game. It's not bad when yeah. you've got a stats yeah, team it's, behind it's, you. It's, it's. Um, that, that, we will analyse everything Daz has just texted me to say they lost 0. 0.894 goals per game <laughs> He knows his stuff <laughs> Off the top of his head But no genuinely right Because that you're not worrying about comparing other seasons or whatever Three goals on average every single game And Ange Postacoglu spoke about it didn't he It's, it's the sort of purest bit of joy that you get from going to a football game Don't mean to sound well, too romantic But you go to see the ball hit the back exactly. of the net it's why, it's why players are in the game as well Even defenders You know Defenders end up defenders because they're no good at scoring goals So they often move back the pitch But they still want to contribute So you're right If you're scoring that amount of goals a game Well you're doing a lot right And it's very hard to live with But again It is designed that way The style of play is designed To be fast Flowing Attacking Football That is relentless at times That tires teams out Opens teams up Allowing you to get those chances To score the goals you know, on the training ground, everything is again just put down to get that outcome, and that's the most impressive thing for me. And I don't think he'll change that style in Europe. One of the callers earlier was talking about Kobayashi coming in, maybe to play in a back three in the Champions League. I don't think there's any chance of that whatsoever. Ange Postecoglou's style is Ange Postecoglou's style, and I think you know if if he compares it to last season in the Champions League. Touched in the Real Madrid game They were great against Real Madrid at Celtic Park For a period of time yeah. With that style I think he'll stick with the style He'll just try and get Better players mm. To play that style And the ones who have been playing it To do it better Richard what did you make of the way That it was all rounded off on Saturday? 
Uh, aye, perfect. And I think um, I think the players have said that after the game as well. I think we needed. I, I didn't. I didn't doubt that that would, that kind of thing would happen, but I think we needed it anyway. So I, I think the supporters will be going uh, a lot more less nervous. I don't maybe not more optimistic, but less nervous than they would have been before. And um, there was another point I wanted to make. If you've got time, go on, squeeze in. Um, it was just about the way the the league. Well, there's been a lot of things said about the gap between second and third. And I was saying to the the guy that picked up the phone, it was only a few weeks ago when it was only three teams with a positive goal difference. And I was just wondering what, if this keeps up, and if it, I know there's been jokes made before about it's a two team league, but if it genuinely becomes literally a two team league that those two teams play each other to win the league, what happens? Well, there's a good question. We could do. Five shows on that Probably Roger The gap between The top two and the rest Yeah It's huge Now The, the two team Two team league thing Doesn't particularly phase me You look you know, you look down south I think what Man City have won Is it six of the last Seven or something Five of the last six um, I was watching Bayern Munich At the weekend When I got back from Paisley They've won 11 in a row Juventus won nine in a row I think PSG Have now won something like Ten out of thirteen um, I saw Benfica winning a 38th title at the weekend as well So the fact that it's a two-horse race in this country Isn't particularly uncommon When all the money, as in every other country Is going to the elite clubs um, What does worry me is what comes beneath that Because I think Aberdeen, Hibs and Hearts Should be punching higher than they are I don't expect them to mount a league challenge Nobody's won the league outside Celtic and Angels Since Aberdeen in 1985 uh, I don't think that's going to change any time soon But you look at the league table And the team finishing third Aberdeen lost 17 games You touched how many they'd lost away from home Gordon Overall they lost 17 games Now they didn't lose them all to Rangers and Celtic So they should be doing better against the other teams Hearts, their form fell off a cliff That cost Robbie Nielsen his job And it might actually cost Stephen Naismith The chance to succeed him as well You know losing uh, you know, third place to Aberdeen <coughs> after the split. Um, Hibs themselves, 16 games. They actually lost more games than they won this season, Hibernian, and they're still fifth. So I think those clubs, clubs with big budgets, you know, bigger budgets in terms of bigger budgets than your motherwell team, Gordon, I think it's incumbent in them to carry a stronger, bigger, greater fight to the old firm next season. Um, I get Roger's point in terms of it's not uncommon for, for teams to, to win it. You know, often mark or for it to be a one, you know, a two horse race or whatever. But there is that, there is a massive financial gap between our top two and the rest. I, I, I'm not sure that is comparable to other leagues. If you were to look at the, the you know, the third best team in, in whatever other league compared to the top, I mean, the numbers are there for everyone to see. Yeah. You can look up the wage bill, you know, the turnover, whatever metric you want to, to use. What what are we saying that Aberdeen and Hearts? So you know, sh- shame on you for being. What did we say it was? Thirty. What did you say? Thirty five points behind. Yeah. Aberdeen thirty five points behind Rangers. That's a disgrace. You should be twenty five points behind because realistically, with the size, the, the difference in the budget, what, what are you going? What, how close can you get to Rangers and Celtic over a season? Prob. I think you can get closer But I think Roger touched on a good point there They've not lost all the games to Rangers and Celtic So if we're talking about budgets between Aberdeen and Hearts 
to Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, then we that seems to bring a very up. simplistic way of measuring it. That, that the budget brings you that level of player that brings you the consistency, though, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. But that's what I'm saying. Incomparable to the bottom of the table, where Aberdeen should be beating Motherwell. Then they should be beating teams like Ross County. Yes, but what else? Right, I know, so but, but the, that would obviously gain them more points to get closer to Rangers and Celtic. But as a as a rough get, and this is completely rough. I don't know for sure, but let's say Aberdeen's budget is. Three times what Motherwell's is Rangers and Celtics Will be more than three times What oh, Aberdeen's oh, is Without doubt so Without I doubt I think it's a bit simple To but say that, that way Listen They are never In my lifetime None of these teams Are going to break Rangers and Celtic It is too far gone The English Premier League Yes is different I mean Man City to Newcastle You compare the finances Well <laughs> Give it another season Who knows where Newcastle Could be Because money is continuously Coming in To that league because it's so attractable to, to overseas investors Our league isn't Don't, or, or if we do get them It's not the same kind of you know investors That the, mm. the other big leagues are getting So it's never going to break it But I would argue that Aberdeen and Hearts Should be more consistent in their form Against the rest of the league Fair, thank you very much Richard Keep your calls coming in Good time to get them to us Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson Our hero 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB If you'd rather get in touch We're asking you quite simply To sum up your season Maybe we'll roll this on Into the next few days Because it is a time of reflection And then of course It will all become About looking ahead To the Scottish Cup final Later in the week Roger Yeah and listen It it feels as if the season's finished The season's far from finished Gordon Because as well As Hamden and Saturday night Celtic and Cali Thistle This terrific playoff um, Ross County Confirmed in it yesterday with the defeat at Kilmarnock They'll take on Partick Thistle Who have set all manner of records so far in these playoffs The first fourth place team to get to the semi-final The first fourth place team obviously to get to the final 16 goals in the four games so far It's been a fantastic end to the season under Chris Doolan And they will fancy that they can get all the way Back up to the top flight for the first time in five years Here's your teaser tonight Bit of a, a change in theme Not necessarily Scottish football as such But you're two students of the game yeah, I think you'll yeah, absolutely yeah. squish this So we're looking for a list of managers Who've won the Champions League Multiple times So it's fairly straightforward I do think you'll squish it You can play along at home Absolutely fine That's partly why we do it But the real reason Is so that you can send the questions in to us And the pundits can struggle With your answers So Chris sent this one in to us tonight A list of managers There are eight who've won the Champions League Multiple times So when I say Champions League 92-93 onwards Yeah Ancelotti Ancelotti What is he? Four times I think Well done Sir Alex Ferguson Sir Alex how many? Twice Twice And one more guess Mark Pep done it Of course he has Twice with Barca Okay we'll leave it there And don't forget Like Chris did tonight Full time At Clyde1.com That is the address you need Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to submit Your questions So we'll get back to that And see if they can come up With all eight Between now And and the end of the show. What about that Scotland squad today, Roger? Is there any anything that jumps out at you? First thing that jumped out was the absence of Che Adams. Um, injured, missed the game, missed the end of Southampton season, won't be there. But as Steve Clark said, it sort of throws open an opportunity. Is it Lyndon Dykes or does he try Lauren Shankland or Kevin Nisbet after their 
promising ends to the domestic season here? I think it'll be Dykes, but I do think Shankland and Nesbitt certainly deserve their cop. Especially, well, Shankland, for what he's done this season, came incredibly close to becoming top goal scorer for a team that finishes fourth in the league. Um, and just his all-round game, I think, has got better. Much better at link-up plays. Not just this guy that plays as a number nine up the pitch now. He's, he's played a lot of that as kind of in behind the striker and behind Janelli. So that could come useful if you're playing Dykes up there and Shanklin off him. But Nesbitt, Nesbitt, long season for him, injured. You read out his stats the other day. The amount of games he's played compared yeah, to the amount of goals. Brilliant goals to games uh, ratio. So if you're looking for informed players going into these two massive games, then... Nisbet's your man to have an in and around the squad And I, I know the way this works I do it myself You get to May, you get to June You switch off You think, what, international football this summer? No, not, not for me I'm on my holidays These are huge games for Scotland Let's not forget just how good it was Against Spain in the last um, meet-up And top of the group an Unbelievable position to be in So Norway and Georgia Going to be massive And no Shea Adams is a blow I'll try not name every member of the squad But to sort of Skim through it. Angus Gunn will continue in goal He's there with Again Xander Clark and, and Liam Kelly As before Sort of usual Look to the Defensive players Dominic Hyam Keeps his place Having been in last time I think Scott McKenna's been injured Hasn't he John Souter is back in Roger yeah, good, Which is interesting remember. That's, I think that's why Yeah John Souter was very good If you think back to Denmark yeah. And scoring And then he's had his injuries And so on But he's obviously done enough On his return to the Rangers team Yeah without doubt um, Doesn't surprise me at all He's in the squad The way he's finished the season uh, And it'll be interesting To see the makeup Of what's probably A back three Would you look at Suter Ryan Porteous And Jack Henry maybe Yeah Porteous stays in um, Ralston's in Greg Taylor's in um, And of course like, you know, We know the situation With Tierney and Robertson Again It's sort of the usual Midfield I don't know if there's much Really jumps out Lyndon Dyke Shankland and Nisbet As, as uh, Roger mentioned And Mark, it's funny because the last group game, it was all this. I mean, Tierney's not playing and McTominay's not playing, and they were absolutely unbelievable uh, in the the games. Yeah. They were remarkable, particularly against Spain. So it's fine, same set of scenario for them. But since then, Billy Gilmore actually has started playing for Brighton <laughs> yeah. and is playing very, very, very well indeed. Yeah, so that's going to be a tough call for Steve Clark. Now, Steve Clark always want to kind of reward loyalty, and who's Done it for him in big games in certain occasions, so you just wonder if that will stick in his mind. But you're right, players who are in form are in that squad for a reason, and Gilmore's right at the top of could that you, list. Could Steve Clark do with Tierney and McTominay maybe moving clubs in the summer just to get regular action? Mm. Because yeah. just you know, Tierney just hasn't been playing under yep. Mikel Arteta, and the change at the end of the season mm. at Man United, you know, Ten Hag yeah. has been going without McTominay mainly. Didn't hamper them in the last game, so hopefully it's, no. it's the same. Is there a sense there because it's a long season, Roger, and maybe it is an unpredictable bit of the calendar, sort of loading up in the fullback areas because there's Patterson, Hickey, and Ralston. Well, yeah. There's Robertson, Tierney, and Taylor. Yeah. Albeit we know uh, that Tierney can I play. I think Tierney will be seen as a left sided centre yeah. back. Yeah. One. I think there's an injury down Nathan Patterson missed Everton's game against yep. Bournemouth when they stayed up yesterday. There must be. A doubt about his availability for these games Which would leave you with Hickey and Ralston um, And it'll be interesting to see where he goes elsewhere You know, 
you would think Callum McGregor plays Scott McTominay plays John McGinn who also had a fantastic finale to the season qualifying for Europe with Aston Villa yesterday D- does Gilmer play because he's getting regular football now and the key for me is who, who do you go with you know you saw Shanklin and Nisbet scoring goals post split for Hibs and Hearts Lyndon Dykes hasn't had a game of football for an awful long time that English Championship finished a good few weeks back before the playoffs you know it's a long time since QPR had a game of football how fresh is he going to be for these games because the lad at the other end of the park for Norway I think is quite good he's good isn't he was he um, remind me Hey, Mr. That's right, he's not bad. He is not bad at all. Um, a sort of Viking god of the eye. 100 goals this season very, or something. It's very unlike he's... me. I'm not this vindictive, but just a wee groin strain or something. Do you know, is that is that unfair? Is that nasty to wish that on anyone? I know, I know but you want it, you know, you want to come up against the oh, best. Don't you give do. Me. Oh. You want, you know, why? Because, Gordon, I want us to beat them no, with I the best in the team. Less. I want to see Ryan Porter's. Man mark him at the game yeah. Much like Declan Gallagher did To the big man Mitrovic, Mitrovic. Yeah Something like that would do Maybe just drop the Champions League trophy In his big toe or something Yeah, like yeah. That. That would be yeah. finished a week The Saturday week, night before the, Out for 10 days This the game uh-huh. But that's the thing It is I am the worst at this Because I've, I've done it myself I've, You forget You think June Middle of June Important football matches Nah That's not That's not for me But this is massive Mark Because yeah. As good as the Spain game was Steve Clark is great at that sort of Feet in the ground thing It doesn't count for that much If you don't then follow it up No uh, Norway game Away from home Yeah Oslo yeah. June 17 And then Georgia at Hamden Three days later So the Norway one You obviously know what you're getting there It's going to be incredibly difficult And it's not just Hallands in that team They are well, a very okay good as well, isn't they? <laughs> They're a very good side So Look if we go there and we get anything positive A draw would be magnificent If we get beat I don't think we should be You know Getting too carried away And saying Oh same old Scotland We've ruined it The home game against Georgia A couple of days later Is critical Because you're right If you go against Spain And you get the job done And you fall down against Georgia Then we have every right To start complaining And saying This is taking the same sort of pattern As it usually happens But if we beat Georgia Then We've got good times ahead I'm sure uh, Roger we Alluded to this earlier Squad announcement day used to be a great one for moaning Because a player that you like isn't in And a player that you don't like is in And you sort of go around in circles on it And that's still valid to a point It just feels like clearly this Consistency that Stevie Clark goes for And it's not always You know Unrelenting You know said Shanklin's back in And he was a late call up to the last squad And Nisbet's back in And it, it does happen You know one or two is there anyone out there though For the purposes of A small debate That you think Maybe hard done by this time uh, No Probably not this time You know Jay Adams is out Because of injury But uh, I don't think There are too many You know There are guys Who have been capped Under Steve Clark The likes of David Turnbull He's not getting nearly no. enough You know Action uh, At club level at Celtic to, to push his claims To be in the squad at all um, so I think the squad You know Hanley's injured McKenna's injured at the back The squad might well lose Nathan Patterson As we say No I don't think There are too many There are ones that Have been spoken about On social media As qualifying for Scotland And wouldn't it be great If they got a call up I think Harvey Barnes At Leicester mm-hmm. Was the one that keeps Getting mentioned But you would be naive to think that the questions hadn't been asked of these players. I think these players have yet to come out the way Angus Gunn did before the last double header. 
not sure, Mark. We can we can't cause too much of a Rami over a squad announcement that comes immediately after beating Spain with a similar group. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I've I've said numerous times now that I think we're in a good place with our team, and I think the players will like that consistency with the squad. I get players drop uh, in and out through injury, but take you back to when I was playing, and you know I started my career with the Bertie Volks era in Scotland, and you could not pick the next Scotland squad because it was so random. And then you got all the players who decided not to turn up for whatever reason, the injuries, oh, I've got a tight this and a tight that. They didn't want to represent their country. That group of players, the core group of players, who Steve Clark picks for most of these games, puts us in a good place. Obviously, it's going to be the same for opposition teams as well, but not really interested in them. We hope they are tired. It is a very unforgiving schedule, Roger. It does. It still feels wrong having such important games at the end of the nah, season. You, you look at... I know what you mean Take Well just as an example Callum McGregor uh, Greg Taylor Scott McTominay Might not play But nevertheless Scott McTominay They're still going to play This weekend coming So what is that The 3rd of June Yeah yep. Then the first Scotland game Did I say it was the 17th 17th and the 20th The two games yeah And then So they may get a week off You're back anyway get a week off Champions and then League back. preparation yeah. And so on it's just not the same for footballers anymore. I mean, we you jokingly spoke about it with Daz how he got seven, eight, nine weeks off. Magaluf, he said. Magaluf, imagine that. But footballers, very little time off. I'd imagine those guys involved in the cup final get a week off, and then report for Scotland straight into those games. Maybe get another week off before they report back to their clubs because Champions League comes around quick. Is there a staggered situation with the Scotland squad this time, Roger? I think some of them are meeting up earlier, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and going to Spain, they're trying base at Spain. I think the numbers say, are being supplemented with some of Scott Gemmell's under 21. Some, so some of the players haven't played in ages. Yeah. And it will be, you know, this is where Graham Jones and the sports science people come into it because there'll be different workloads. We touched on Lyndon Dykes not having played for a while. You, you could say the same about Ryan Porteous and Watford or Kenny McLean and Norwich or Angus Gunn. Um, the, the goalkeeper as well in Norwich you know these guys haven't played for a while I would think in Spain they'll have a lot more to do than the Shanklins or the Nisbets or the Suters or the Ryan Jacks who have just finished in the mm. league at the weekend there um, the Celtic and Man United players when they join up again they'll have a little less to do as well but um, I think the lad Haaland he'll have a busy schedule too yeah, hopefully parties hard for the next couple of weeks anyway uh, right how are you doing on this teaser looking for the eight managers who've won the Champions League multiple times I think you're going to scoosh it Ancelotti Sir Alex and Pep one more guess Jose. Mark Mourinho, Jose Mourinho yeah. twice yep yeah. Porto and Inter Roger uh, Zinedine Zidane Zinedine Zidane Roger. three times we'll get the rest of the answers and more calls if you fancy next number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are here And there is still time if you want to join them on 0141 951 1025 You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB Asking for your one word summary of your team's season over there Naturally it is a phone in We want you to be a bit more elaborative on the phone um, but get your thoughts into us On the full time teaser We're looking for the list of managers Who've won the Champions League Multiple times So you have given me A few of them Ancelotti You gave me Mourinho Pep Sir Alex Zidane Give me one more each uh, Vincente Del Bosque Brilliant Twice, oh, with, twice with Real Madrid Mark don't know if this is one Omar Hitchfield Yes Dortmund and Bayern Which means only one to get So leave it there And we'll try and get it Before the end Of 
the season. Let's bring in James and Colesyth. How's it going, James? Ah, not so bad, Gordon. Not so bad. Good. What's on uh, your mind tonight? Well, just a couple of things. The first thing was um, uh, about uh, how the season went, and I, I think they were going a lot better. I thought my, my team had a great season, right enough. You know, fantastic. But um, I think it'd gone a lot better if they get Kilmarnock and Livingston relegated because you get rid of the plastic pitches. I don't think they've got any place in, in, in the top league. You know, and I think we should get rid of them. And, and the other thing I'd like to see coming up next year is the referees cutting down on time wasting. Now, the the, the Stussy at uh, King Castle on Saturday, Saturday, part of that was about time wasting, you know. And I think the referees have really, really got to come down hard on it, you know, and just cut it out completely. Oh, but if that is true, it would mean we won't get any more stushies like that, which would be a real, a real yeah, sad. Sixteen turn minutes of added on. Poor Fraser Bush had only got home half an hour ago from the game. Um, has time wasting been the scourge of this season for you? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure it has. Um, everybody gets frustrated by it, but if you were going to have a list of things in Scottish football that frustrated you, I think it would be well down the list. As for the synthetic surfaces, I wondered that season, remember Kelly went down yeah, exactly. the same time as Hamilton? Mm-hmm. It was only one team, it was only Livia left, one yeah. plastic. Now, if you're going to change these rules, you need to do it by an 11 1 majority. That was the season when Livy were on their own in the top flight. If the clubs had wanted, to get rid of synthetic surfaces That was the season They could have voted it through Now I don't think there's any chance They'll vote it through Because neither Kilmarnock Nor Livy will vote for it So I think for a period of time James and everybody else mm. Is just stuck with him Yeah this is not any criticism of James Because loads of people Will feel the same Mark And he's more than entitled To share it But this must be I don't know The tenth season in a row That we've argued about this stuff yeah. More than that At various times Across Scottish football yeah. as well it's not changing And that is the, the truth we, we just need to deal with it And Nobody Nobody likes them Apart from I would say The owners of the club Who have them I don't even think the management And the players at those clubs Like them either um, But They're there for a reason They're cost effective Some Of those teams Can hire them out For community use Which brings in revenue So you can see the point in that But to have them in a top league Especially in televised games Aesthetically It isn't good Of course But We have to just go on with it What did you make of the stushy then As James calls it At full time Between Lee Johnson And Stephen Naismith You spoke about it earlier A bit Mark Roger Um, Listen I think anyone who gets offended by it They're watching the wrong sport I think all of us you know, I was listening to you driving home from Paisley, Gordon, and as we were playing Lee Johnson's audio, and then oh, well, we do it, well, we hear it back yeah, actually because that was Naismith's the best audio as well. I, I think people enjoy it. Don't Here's they? Lee Johnson. I couldn't even tell you to be honest. It was, it was just a classic "My Dad's Bigger Than Your Dad" melee type thing, really. That was, uh, you know, it was a frustrating game in terms of the ebb and the flow because there was no flow. Um, and you know the time wasting was quite embarrassing really at times um, and that, that's supposed to support like free-flowing football so um, it was a case of uh, you know two managers that don't like each other very much and uh, that's what started it I just think he's had seven games as a manager and the way he speaks is disrespectful to the previous manager um, and we'll see after 250 games if he's lucky enough to still be in charge uh, of any club to see whether he's uh, still got that that attitude. Wow, <laughs> of any club that, but made me laugh in Saturday strong, as well. That was yeah. strong stuff. <laughs> if, see if he'll be the manager of any club. It's interesting though yeah. because he found out in those seven games 
How to defend with 10 men for an hour Against a manager with 250 or 300 games <laughs> And the manager with the yeah, 250 oh, or 300 oh, games Couldn't break down his team Only due to embarrassing time wasting Don't forget Yeah mm. Yeah mm. Uh, It is interesting Because we don't usually hear We were saying at the weekend Managers usually Try to brush this stuff under the carpet Ah oh, it was just heat of the moment stuff And we got on fine And We've popped in the office for a nice glass of wine after it and everything's okay. You don't usually hear them say it's just two guys who don't really like each other and you wonder where that's built from. But Lee Johnson often speaks his mind. By the way, he's been consistent with that since the start of the season. That has been one thing that stood at. Mm. Some of his press conferences and back page headlines has been... Oh, he'll do for your industry, Roger Oh Hanna. yes, oh yes, he can, he can stay he on. He can stay. Let's hear the response, if you like, from Stephen Naismith. I've got a 15 year career at the top level I've managed to pull things from some of the best managers around Britain I've been in a role for the last two years under arguably Scotland's best manager for a long period of time um, I'm not naive to think I'm, I know everything but what I've done is I've done my homework I've had two years of solid good coaching so it's part of the game So what was your take at full time there just when you went to, to shake Lee's hand what was kind of caused it all? I'm not sure to be honest. I was shaking hand and getting out of there. I wasn't getting involved in anything. And I know these situations can turn into things, especially when a derby and high emotions. But I wasn't interested. I was buzzing. I get the result and and I could enjoy it with the fans. Well, you also said that you had been disrespectful to Robbie. He's f- fishing. I think that's what he's doing. It's a nice day for fishing, I must say. The glorious sunshine. But I did like that bit as well. Lee Johnson in a surprising twist is sticking up for Robbie Nielsen in all of this yeah and, and this is already just setting things going for next season the end of the season mm. managers like to mix it up a wee bit I quite like Stephen McLean last week before he went to Kilmarnock oh, we yeah, will win yeah, at mm-hmm. Kilmarnock we will stay up and Derek McInnes bit a little bit at that um, clearly there's no love lost between Lee Johnson and Stephen Naismith so if Stephen does get the Hearts job on a permanent basis They'll be handing out popcorn on the way into the first derby of next season but because maybe, it'll be great to watch. But maybe it'll be the opposite because we do have a new managerial appointment in the Premiership today and it's Derek McInnes's long-term right-hand man, Tony Doherty, who will be the manager of Dundee, Mark. Did yeah. that surprise you? Uh, not really. Somebody told me last night. Before last night, <laughs> would it have surprised you? Uh, yeah, it would have. Only because I don't. It's not anything to do with Tony. I think he's a fantastic coach. I no, I just meant I didn't see it coming more well, than Well, just because, yeah, he's been with Derek so long. They're a great team. They're well known throughout Scottish football. And I just thought it was going to continue for as long as Derek was a manager. Tony's obviously thought, like, I'm going out moaning. It's a fantastic opportunity. But he's a great coach. I was with him at Dundee United at the start of my career. And Bristol City, very likeable guy, and I wish him all the best. Yeah, absolutely. Fifty-two years of age. It's you know quite. He's got a whole catalogue of experience. You know, you normally get your big break as manager out in your own at a sort of younger age. You know, you look at some of the guys who've got jobs: Stephen Smith, Stephen McLean, Barry Robson, uh, Stuart Kettlewell. You know, I've seen them all this season. Tony's waited a long time. He's worked under Derek for a long time, right through all those clubs that you yeah. talked about, Mark. Um, he has worked with Gordon Strachan before He had the time at the Scotland backroom team When Gordon was the Scotland manager So they know each other Gordon will be there to offer his experience of Dundee His experiences of, of top flight football And it will be interesting to see Dundee in recent times Have become something of a sort of yo-yo team if you like Tony will be charged with just keeping them up 
Yes, interesting We're already talking about next season And this one is just finishing off Right, one more on the teaser We're looking for eight managers Who've won the Champions League multiple times Ancelotti, Mourinho, Otmar Hitzfeld Vicente Del Bosque, Pep Guardiola Alex Ferguson, Zinedine Zidane I'll let you finish it Roger Because I've never had a clean sweep With no wrong answers oh, You know who it is? No, I don't Well, I've got one down here But I don't want to spoil it My guess is Marcello Lippi Oh, guess again Oh! No, is it Trapattoni? No. Oh no. Saki No. Real Madrid in ninety-seven, ninety-eight, and then Bayern Munich in twelve, thirteen. Oh, Hankus. Yes. You Hankus. Can't believe it. You were we doing were so, so well. close. You were doing so. <sighs> Get me back well. with us. Said no one <laughs> ever. But he will be here tomorrow on 01419511025. Thank you for listening tonight. Really appreciate it. Looking back on the season, we'll probably continue a lot of that. This week See what else happens And then build up To that Scottish Cup final So Simon Donnelly And Gordon DL Tomorrow And Callum Gallagher Is up next